Well, hello again, friends, and welcome to another fine edition of The Haunting of KGGO. It is sponsored by the Phantom Fall Fest happening at Adventureland all this month. More details at AdventurelandResort.com. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me on this edition of The Haunting of KGGO is the one and only Johnny Hauser. Good day, sir. Good day. How are you? Uh, Good. And I was thinking about it this weekend. We talked on the phone the other day, and... It hit me that we had only talked like maybe one time before this. We have a lot of the same friends, but we haven't been in the same circle a lot. But then I got to thinking about it, and I have to ask you, and you may or may not be the guy, did you have something to do with uh, some weird monster in a small town in Iowa? Yes, the Van Meter monster. I think we talked on the morning show when I was a part of that. Okay, okay. Yeah, that that rings a bell for sure. That was... Probably the creepiest night I've ever had in my life at any location. Well, we'll get to that here in a minute, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Hauser on the line with me right now, and I just, I had that piece of nostalgia this week, and I just wanted to bring it up because I was like, huh, I think we have done an interview at least once before, but... uh, yeah. Uh, Johnny, you're kind of well-known in the state of Iowa and pretty much all around the world. Yes, I did say world, and that was not a mistake. I really meant the world. Uh, You're kind of in ingrained in the paranormal world here in in the state of Iowa. Absolutely. And you can say world because there's an episode of Paranormal Lockdown I did that was shown in Brazil. Oh, really? Somewhere on on YouTube, I found it, and it has my voice overdubbed in a Spanish male voice that's very gross and talking like this. And it's like... (laughs) <laughs> somebody's overdubbing my voice on a TV show. That is so awesome. That was like the greatest accomplishment of my life. <laughs> it's the little things like that, isn't it? Yes, exactly. It's like, and by what I look like, this is what these people think I sound like is what made me smile even more. I uh, I always like when people get uh, redone as they have like a paid actor come in and reenact something and what you get yeah. to see. <laughs> Oh, that's what you think I look like? Anyways, uh, Johnny, you have affiliations with uh, the Vliska Axe Murder House, which we're going to talk about in depth here in a little bit. Uh, the Van Meter, what was it, the the monster Van Meter? or I call it the Van Meter monster. Okay. I believe the correct term is Van Meter visitor. Okay. We'll dive into that um, and just everything you've done. But let's start uh, with the basics. How did you get into the world of paranormal? What is your kind of uh, stepping stone into all this weirdness? Well, I think right off the bat was begging my parents for the Time Life magazine or book collection that was on the commercials in the 80s of <laughs> Mysteries of the Unexplained. <laughs> and I remember the commercial... A guy who takes a wire coat hanger, bends it in the shape of an Egyptian hieroglyph, points it at Stonehenge, and he gets shocked. And I'm like, what? What is happening? (laughs) And so I got these books, and I just went level 10 nerd with all of it. Um, But then ghosts were kind of low on the radar. It was more aliens, conspiracies, monsters, cryptozoology. And then I moved into a house that had weird stuff happening. And then the next six houses... I lived in all had the same weird stuff. And as an adult, I thought, well, people didn't die horrible deaths in all these houses. So I went back and knocked on the doors as a grown up, which is super awkward. I'm like, hey, yeah, I used to live here. Anything weird happened? And they're like, no, it's the most peaceful house we ever lived in. So then I thought, I bet there's haunted houses and haunted people. And I think it's just followed me. Uh, end up, my first job was filling in graves at a cemetery when I was like 15. No, what, really? Yeah, it's supposed to be weed whacking, but 
I don't know if that was like their way of getting the new guy, dig the hole and hand me a shovel. But when you're a little kid and you put a shovel of dirt and it throws down on the casket and it just falls over the casket, I mean, that's a kind of sticks with you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I end up at the axe murder house. I mean, it's just my whole life's been weird. So go back to the, uh, at what point do you think, so do you think something was following you? Do you think something is still kind of around you? How did all that, how did you stumble into that? Um, it goes all the way back, I think, to when I was an infant. Uh, we lived in a two-story farmhouse. Mom was putting clothes away, had the one of the windows open, and I crawled evidently out the window and fell two stories down to the ground. Wow. I can't imagine. I can't imagine what was going through mom's head, you know. Uh, she ran down. She said, I mean, I just talked to her about it a while ago, and she's like, the angels were definitely with you that day, not even a scratch on me. Wow. Nothing. And then I can remember a house we lived in. I would had bunk beds with my brother, and I'd always wake up in the living room sitting in there. I don't remember going in there or nothing, and I'd be bawling my eyes out. I couldn't stop bawling. I still remember that to this day. Uh, we moved from that place. I mean, it just continued over and over and over and over. And you know, I, I think whatever it is, it's just always been there. And you know, I kind of think it's my wingman at this point. You know? <laughs> Do you have the sidecar on the bike for your entity that's following? I need to, you know, and it's and I tried to be normal. Like when I got my license, like all I cared about was cruising and girls, and yeah. you know, and like every. As often as I tried to be normal, something would suck me back into the weird paranormal stuff. And then finally, about 15 years ago or so, I just like, ah, I'm just going to go full weird. Like, <laughs> let's just, uh, you know. Oh, that should be a paranormal shirt. Let's just go full weird here. Let's uh, go full weird. <laughs> exactly. Johnny Hauser on the line with me right now for the Haunting of KGGO. Uh, what was the moment as a kid that you realized there was something going on? What was the the real, like... Okay, there is something to this. I remember this one particular house. There was a new section and an old section, and all my family lived in the new section, well, slept in the new section, and I refused. I wanted to sleep downstairs on the couch in the old section, and I would just sit there and watch shadow figures on the wall back and forth. Um, I remember my dad and I going up to the bathroom to go do something, and there was a little crawl space in the ceiling, and the lid was open, and there's insulation on the floor. And my dad and I both look up and right then the lid closed by itself. And dad's like, he goes, whoa, took <laughs> off running. So I stopped running. And it was just, I mean, it got to the, uh, well, here's one of the big ones. I was a guitar player. And so I'd sit in my bedroom and I had my guitar hooked to my amp to a wah pedal. And for those that don't know, a wah pedal creates the sound of like Kendrick's intro to Voodoo Child. And I had it in the swept all the way up position, and I started hearing voices coming out of the amplifier. I think it was like catching radio signal or something. And so my dad put a boom box in front of it, hit record on a cassette tape, and start asking questions. So it was basically do an early spirit box is what I created. Oh wow! And we, the questions that my dad, whatever is on there, is answering my dad's questions. He would take that to family reunions. People, grown-ups would be crying their eyes out saying, that's grandma's voice. I know that. That's grandma's voice. And that was like a good year of my life, around 12, 13 years old. And it's like, this is amazing. You know, and that's what really hooked me. So your dad was into this stuff too then? 
Oh, dad's into it big time. You know, mom's more of a, oh, it's just a wind. You know, we, <laughs> that same house, we had pocket doors, and those things would open and slam all the time, and mom would say, oh, it's the wind. And I called her out on it like a year ago. I called her up. I was like, mom, how is that ever the wind? You know, it's impossible. <laughs> and she just sat there quiet, and she goes, yeah, that house is weird. That, that's as far as she would go with it. But dad was always open to aliens and ghosts and he, they live in the Ozarks. He swears he has like 10 Sasquatch that live on his land. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't know. Which why. I, I was, I laugh and I make fun, but probably there is. <laughs> you know? It's when dad starts coming home naked from his tromps in the woods that you got to start worrying, right? Covered in war paint. And... Yeah. <laughs> Me and the boys are going out tonight. The who? Yeah. yeah. Sasquatch. The boy. You know. <laughs> Hey, I got to ask you, As uh, since you were into all this stuff as a kid, what was your favorite uh, conspiracy or alien or, or story from that time period? Definitely Area 51 captured okay. my attention, um, just for the simple fact. And I still, you know, like from caveman days up to the 40s, we come up with a vehicle, you know, a crude vehicle, some a phone line, like very little compared to what happened from the 40s to now. Okay. Fiber optics, GPS, satellites, you know, and it's like that's a a lot in a little time. And I always just thought reverse engineering of the UFO, you know, that was that was my big one. Then Harry and the Hendersons came out and I was big into Bigfoot, but I, I wasn't I was into the character with the green army jacket that was hunting Bigfoot. I wanted to be that guy. Okay. Know? God, it's been yeah. so long since I saw Harry and the Henderson. Like I remember it, but like the details are fuzzy. Remember the yeah. the car was a didn't he like push his head up through the roof of the car or something? Oh yeah, yeah, just lots of hijinks. Yes, <laughs> you know? and I remember he had like that weird like shoulder thing he did, yeah. and with the hands, you know, it'd be like. <laughs> yeah. Oh lord! And, and another one was. Uh, the Paul McCartney dying in the Beatles and they replaced him. You know, dad was big on that one. Like, uh, dad loved music. He loved the Beatles. And he's like, you know, Paul McCartney's that's not really him. He died. And I'm like, what? <laughs> the Sasquatch told me so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Johnny Hauser is joining me on the line right now for the haunting of KGGO. It's sponsored by Phantom Fall Fest, excuse me, happening at Adventureland all this month. More details, adventurelandresort.com. Uh, Johnny, uh, so what kind of, once you got, I, I guess, of age, you know, uh, you know, like we said at the beginning of this, there's a Van Meter monster, there's Velisca, there's, you know, all this other stuff. Where did things kind of go and how did that timeline kind of work out for you? What kind of came... You know, once you hit 18 or whatever, where, where were you? What were you doing? Um, so I was doing a, playing a lot of Ouija boards, and, like, I couldn't afford one, you know, so I just wouldn't make them out of cardboard boxes. Oh, wow. Really? Uh, I've been my nights playing Bloody Mary, Mary in the mirror, just staring, <laughs> gazing, Bloody Mary, but, you know. Just a, just a normal kid. Yeah, walking around cemeteries, all that stuff. Um, end up working at the Axe House, and then I seen there's – there's ghost hunting teams. There's people that do this and they have matching black t-shirts. Like I've <laughs> never seen this before. And so that's when I really, I reached out to every paranormal team around here. It's like, Hey man, like I'm into this. I, I get it. I'll stay out of your way. I'll roll cables. I'll be the grunt, whatever. Yeah. Just please let me tag along. 
I never got a reply from anyone, ever. Really? That's shocking to me. Well, till I've been on a bunch of TV shows, and then there's like, oh, hey. Oh, it's Johnny Hauser. <laughs> right. And so it's like, I can have a chip on my shoulder. Like, I, I'm friends with all the teams around here. I love them. I love everybody in the field. But it's like, I remember messaging you, and you didn't message me back. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Which I get it, but so I was really curious. And what the great thing was, as I compare it to being in Haight Ashbury in the 60s, being at the Axe House in the early 2000s, every single ghost show is coming to me. And so I would like befriend the cast. And so I really learned everything I learned from the guys on Paranormal State, Ghost Adventures, Ghost Lab, Dead Files, Kindred Spirits, Destination Fear. Like I've, I've, in a lucky position to where I've picked the brains and learned everything I know from these people, you know, which have worked with Lorraine and Ed Warren and, you know, just legends in the field. And that's where I really cut my teeth as an investigator. Okay. And I, I still reach out to these people, you know, like uh, Katrina Weidman is like my go-to for occult stuff. And, you know, Nick Groff is one of my best friends. I do a podcast with him. Like, talk to him for tons of stuff you know it's just it's pretty neat but i i, I still love learning from everybody i come in contact with because as a guitar player i remember reading where randy rhodes who played for ozzy of course legendary guitar player would every tour stop would go and take a lesson from a local guitar shop because he always thought there's always something to learn so i i take that with me in ghost hunting i gotcha no that's actually really a smart way of doing it so let's go to Velisca. how did you get on there did you did you investigate it first or start working there first i started working there first really that's <laughs> interesting at the time um i was a musician and i played with this gal out of nashville for about 10 years she was on a cmt reality show and she kind of rode that as far as she could and met my future ex-wife in, in Des Moines. Talk about a country song. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sound like a country song. And so uh, at that point, it was like, man, if my drummer slurps his pop one more time, like, you know, I was just tired of it. And yeah. Moved to, moved to Villisca, where her family was from, and I was like, oh, the Axe Murder House. And so I just, every day, Bug Darwin questioned him over and over. It's like, with, within the true crime stuff. True Finally, crime. Guy, that was the term we were trying to figure out earlier. <laughs> Yes, true crime. So <laughs> Sorry, off the air side. <laughs> I questioned him, and finally one day he's like, do you just need a job? You're here every day. I might as well pay you to do something. <laughs> I'm like, yes. And all I wanted was the keys. And after about a month, I'm like, so Darwin, seen I work here and have the keys. Can I, uh, he goes, have free reign of the house when nobody's in it? I was like, yes. He goes, <laughs> yep. I'm like, oh, I got the axe murder house free anytime I want it. And that's when I really started delving in. I got to ask real quick, what were your duties when you first started? <laughs> like feed the ghosts or? And back then, 20 years ago, like it was nothing. I mean, I would, anytime a tour would come, I'd give them a tour overnights or maybe once a month, if that. Yeah. And I would just sit on the swing day after day thinking, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, and Finally, Travel Channel catches wind. They do a top 10 most haunted and terrifying places in America. On that particular season, they put it number one. 
And then from that moment, it was just like boom, 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 boom. And now it's like almost a year to get an overnight. Wow, really? A year? It's getting, yeah. I mean, like we used to do a full year in advance and people were forgetting they booked. So now we actually do like six month blocks, but, <laughs> oh, um, that's... and day, day tours are just constant. I mean, it's, I took a picture of Darwin doing a day tour with my old flip phone. And I was so amazed at how many people were there. And I found that photo there were eight people and now we're like weekdays we'll do 50 plus a day weekends couple hundred dang really yeah that's insane so let's get to the first time you quote unquote investigated at the place what what was it like and it sounds so stupid but i couldn't get it in my head that the house was haunted like i believed in ghosts fully at that point but it's like ah this place ain't haunted i don't know why i thought that i mean what a perfect combination for a haunting eight people brutally murdered killer never found like i mean it's got all the ingredients sadly um but i couldn't get it in my head it's like eh, it's not haunted my old house i lived in was haunted you know and i walk into clean one day somebody walks across the upstairs shut the dresser drawer and i knew it's a dresser because it goes Rrr, when you shut yeah it. yeah yeah darwin was talking about a bunch of break-ins he had back in the day and i'm like all right totally busted this dude so i go running upstairs to confront this guy nothing go uh have a few beverages after work <laughs> and the guys are like oh houses make noise like i'm not a two-year-old i know what a footstep is at this yeah. point in my life so i start staying the night and a lot of the first ones were like they're a floorboard i step on that makes the door shut I, I don't know how the mechanics of that would even work uh, but something would happen yeah and i would mow over it in my head for two or three days and then it'd be did that really happen so i'd go again and again and again and again and more and more and more stuff and once i figured out like this is really happening here i started looking for patterns and birthdays anniversaries moon phases storms the eclipse because i was like this i'm in a unique position to where i can use this as a lab sort yeah. of you know I, I hate to put it in those terms because what happened there is terrible but i have this place that's extremely haunted at my disposal to go in anytime I want. Let's look for patterns. Let's look for things that work all the time. There's all of the universe is repeating patterns and you know, yeah. I found nothing. Really? It just does it what it does it. That's that's kind of shocking to me that there's no rhyme or reason to it. No. Well and I find I guess under more, the if if you go by the sci uh scientist aspect of it that you have found yet. Right. Okay. Um, we have a handful of tools in the ghost hunting community that we think work. Maybe they work. We don't know. I mean, it's still wide open. It's still unknown. Uh, and a friend of mine, John Tinney, says it best. He's like, I don't want it to be a science because once it's a science, then it's in a textbook and it's taught in a school and you have to go by certain protocols. It's more fun that these weird people are in weird locations doing weird experiments every weekend. You know, that's yeah. more but, exciting. I mean, if it... If... <sighs> Until it's that, though, no one will believe. Well, you know what? We actually live in a world where people don't believe science anymore either. So, you know what? Screw right. it. Yeah, you're absolutely go that route. You would have to have Abe Lincoln in a Harvard lab for years being studied by scientists answering question after question. Yeah. And still someone fake. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you look at, you know, the consp we were talking about conspiracies earlier. I mean, the new big one is, you know, did we go to the moon or hollow earth or flat earth or all this stuff? I mean, 
even with science out there, that's no telling what people might believe. And, and that reminds me, there was a TikTok that I just uh, I love TikTok. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I love TikTok. <laughs> and so, like, this guy's like, wake up, people. There's the sun. There's the moon. They're both out at the same time. What is happening? And so I just pose, like, well, yeah, the Earth revolves around the sun and the moon revolves, you know, they revolve at different points. And for, like, 11 days out of every 28 days or something like that, you see both of them. And people are, like, railing on me about this. And I was like, I just, like, legit copied and pasted this from a scientific journal thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, like... I read it. I was like, there has to be, yeah. And I find myself being this hard-nosed kind of skeptic grumpy guy and it's like how did i become that like i i should be the guy that's like yes there's two, a sun and a moon at the same time what's happening you know it's just i don't know <laughs> i the, the paranormal grumpy guy yeah it's just you know and i've i like i've that. always been because this was like my thing <laughs> you know when i was a, when i was a little kid i was the only one that knew about this i thought and then now everybody does it and everybody's in on it. And it's just like when a band becomes really popular that you followed from the beginning, then you don't like them. Which is weird. I don't want to get off yeah, on a weird cool. tangent here, but you you go to watch a band and you're hoping for their success. And as, someone, as soon as they get success, it's like, no, you sold out. Well, of course they yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, then you don't like them anymore because they're popular now. (laughs) How dare they go out and get money for their profession? What's wrong? Yeah, still playing in the garage for free. Uh Sell out. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe they have T-shirts. Johnny Hauser uh, joining me on the Haunty of KGGO right now. Uh, Let's go back to Velisca for a a few minutes here. Um, What was the – has there – okay, try and talk here. I've heard enough stories from people and, and, you know, I've worked with some groups, you know, just because I work with audio of cleaning up, you know, audio that, you know, EVPs and stuff that comes out of these places. Nine times out of 10, the most horrific thing I hear or story I hear or whatever comes from Velisca. Have you had that moment at the place where you questioned whether or not you want to go back in or it really got you one night? Do you have that? Hundreds of times. Really? And it, I mean, it's getting so weird now to like, I had a guy got it. He was by himself, got an EVP of a woman saying a woman's name, clear as day, class A EVP. And he plays it for me. And I'm like, that name doesn't ring a bell historically. He goes, no, that was his girlfriend's name 33 years ago in Texas, who's still alive. And to me, that's something in the house saying, I know everything about you. The very next night, some YouTubers from Maryland. Same thing, a voice from their past that's deeply personal to them. So then Dave Schrader sends me this EVP, and it's about 35 seconds long. It was caught oh, about 15 years ago, and it's very clearly a residual sound of the murders happening. And I was there when it was caught. I know it's legit. Whack, whack, scream, slam, slam, scream. Ah, oh, please, no. Spine chin. I... To listen to. I will tell you this real quick, and not to cut off your story. I have a piece of audio from Velisca that that uh, a buddy sent me, and mm-hmm. he basically it, it it was exactly what you said. It it sounds like a, a a replay of that night, and I always have to go by how hard would this be for me to make because I 
work in creating, you know, audio pieces, right? Mm-hmm. It would be immensely difficult to create this something and be able to go through and cut out the white noise, turn this up, do this, and to be able to hear something like that buried in the audio. Right, exactly. And what's so I I dug that out a while back and I played it again just to listen to it and then I realized that's not what happened. People weren't running around screaming their heads off. Everybody was asleep. So whatever created that created that sound just to elicit fear, dread from people that listen to it, because that's not what happened that night. Uh, let me ask you this, Johnny. Uh, what do you think it started as, and what do you think it is now? I think something was here way before the murders even happened. If you listen to Reverend Kelly, the weird minister that confessed to it but was later acquitted, he said he went for a walk, and a shadow came out of the backyard and handed him the axe. Nobody's talking about shadow figures like that back then, you know. Uh, basically he said a shadow gave him the weapon, told him to kill, felt like he's being led beyond his own control. Eight people were murdered. Nobody wakes up. You go to Amityville. DeFeo first said shadow gave him the weapon, told him to kill, felt like he's being led beyond his own control. He's changed it a million times since then, but six people murdered. Nobody wakes up with a rifle. Like, there's a lot of like, what's going on with a shadow man? I want yeah. nothing to do with that. But, and I make a lot of ex house purists angry when I say this, but I don't think the family is there at all. I think the house is like rose red where it's its own entity and it's haunting itself and it will just throw out whatever you put into it. It's like a mirror. If you go in there positive, you get positive. If you go in there wanting to hit the hornet's nest and doing the come at me bro thing, that's what you're going to get. Why would nine-year-old Catherine Moore, assuming we keep the same personality and death as we do life, why would she throw out this guy's name of a girlfriend 33 years ago in Texas? Yeah. What does she have? I, I think that's interesting because I always, especially, you know, there's a few places, especially around Iowa, that it seems like it, they got immensely popular and then things started changing. The haunt, yeah. you know, that was there, you know, it, it, it's almost like, you know, what people drugging with them became, you know, this new, you know, whatever, this new construct or energy or haunting or whatever you want to call yeah. it, that it's it's basically people creating it. Exactly. And it's what the house was 20 years ago is not at all what it is now. Uh, I've done over over 700 overnights alone in the house. Not two nights were anything the same. It's like as a different location each time. That's it. What was I, it? Let me ask you this. You know, the... You 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 said uh, what was it? Uh, you know, footsteps and a dresser dresser closing. You know, early on, was that kind of the level of what you were getting with the place? Did you get the creepy vibe? Uh, you know, when when you first started there? Uh, no, I didn't get the creepy vibe at all. It was just like, oh, this is amazing! Like a door opening and shut, or yeah, a lot of people were like, oh, a ball would roll to me. I rolled a ball in there for two hours, nothing happened, and I'm like, f. You're a little kid from 1912, and I'm, like, covered in tattoos with this giant beard. Like, would you roll a ball to me? No. <laughs> Stranger <What>? danger. <laughs> you know what? That I know it sounds absurd, but, you know, a ghost parent talking to ghost kids, I wonder if they have rules like that. Like, don't talk, go talk to him. Don't go. I would hope so, because, like, <laughs> I wouldn't roll a ball to me as a little kid. I'd be like, well, who's that weirdo? You know, like... So I, I spent several months starting from point A and just trying everything. Yeah. The idea of the Native American burying ground in this area, the Sack and Fox. 
I taught myself in the squawky and I would ask my questions and that nothing tried playing with the kids, nothing tried everything I could possibly think of. Nothing would strike a nerve. It just would do it when it would do it. And it would be different every time. And I think stuff's brought in from people in the thirties, they were consulting with uh, fortune tellers and seances in the house. Like, have you not watched a scary movie? Let's do a seance. What could go wrong? What point did you feel peop- uh, it was changing, that it took on right a darker, the, darker sense? Right around the time the TV shows started filming. Oh, okay. Is and it, because I, I, I hear this a lot, you know, it's your intention that you bring into a haunted place. You know, I I, I guess if you're shooting a, a TV show there, the intention is to scare people. Right. So... Wow, interesting. It's, you know, honestly, back in the early days of all the, these ghost hunting shows, it was a lot of taunting and provoking. And I mean, that's what sold and that's what got ratings. And I did that, you know, cause I didn't know what I was doing. I was just dumb and a kid and I just wanted evidence and I didn't care how I got it. As you mature, you kind of realize, well, that's kind of bad. Well, I was just a <laughs> to somebody for no good reason yeah exactly and it wasn't until a friend of mine who wasn't a ghost hunter went in as that location with him and he just sat down and he's like hey guys i had a bad day today can i tell you about my bad day i hope you don't mind i'm just going to talk to you about it i'm like wow this is amazing it's not the ah give me a sign of your presence like who talks like that i you know what my favorite one is is the one where everybody They'll say, hey, if you give us a sign, we'll leave. And so, then they don't. And then they, yeah, exactly. And then the, like, so they knock on a door. That's awesome. Do it again. Well, you just said you'd leave. Yeah, exactly. Make a tapping noise. Give me a break. Like, if, if a buddy was to come visit me and he's like, Johnny, I'm here. Give me a sign of your presence. Make a tapping noise. I'm like, dude, what are you, are you drunk? <laughs> what are you doing? That's an interesting question. What do you think is the biggest mistake people make at Velisca? You know, that's a good question. The vibe. So uh, day after day, I watch people go in there, and they'll walk around for 10 minutes, and they'll come out. They're like, I didn't feel nothing. It's not haunted. Like, wow, you were in there for 10 minutes. Close the doors. <laughs> you know, it's like, I've been here 20 years. I've done <laughs> Time to over close up shop. Over, yeah, it's like I've done over 700 overnights alone. Half of them, nothing happened. So you cannot walk into a place and expect something to happen instantly. That would be pretty suspect to me. Yeah. You know, and there is a vibe to the house. Sometimes, sometimes there's not. Sometimes it's a horrible feeling in there and it moves. And people will be like, upstairs in the left corner is where the vibe is. It's like, for now. Yeah. 10 minutes from now, it'll probably be gone, you know? It's like you can't go in with preconceived notions of this is what it's going to be like. And, and people will be like, go in there and make something happen. Oh, okay. But I snap my fingers. Like, I'd be a millionaire if that was the case. See, like, when my folks went there, they they had the feeling. They went did a day tour. Uh, but they the weirdest thing that happened to them with it didn't happen until they got home. Mm-hmm. They had, uh, my mom took a video camera. It was one of the VHS or... It was whatever the step was after the VHS where it was the, the littler, like, actual tapes, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was all out of order. Mm, that's it, interesting. Like, uh, the beginning of the – when they put it in and push play, it's like the end of the the day was at the beginning and some, you know, was spliced in the middle and then the beginning came and then it was all over the place. So, yeah, they – that was on tape. What, yeah, that was on an actual tape, not a like a digital camera. I mean, it was it was tape. 
see, I want to go, I want to experiment with that and like go in with an old reel to reel. Oh, that's cool. Worn stuff. It's some old school stuff, you know, because with a magnetic, you know, that just kind of makes sense to a lot of audio engineers. Yeah. There's um, something, well, I like, uh, just again, working with sound, the, the one, the mistake I hate when people do it is when they hold the recorder in their hand and they keep moving yeah. it around. And they're like, oh, that's, that's, oh, listen, there's something hitting. It's like, yes, it's you. Put the recorder yeah. down. And then sometimes if you squeeze the recorder too hard, it records the inner gears yeah. and mechanisms. So you're hearing the workings of the recorder. Yeah. You know? uh, John, uh, I had the, oh, go ahead. Constantine, I had the Constantinos down, which were world renowned EVP specialists that were a lot on Ghost Adventures. We had 10 digital recorders. Wow. Well, they did. Same make, same model, same settings, same batteries from the same multi-pack, all sitting next to each other. Three of them would get an EVP where the rest wouldn't. Oh, weird. So we start thinking, can ghosts project who they want to hear, who the message? You know, it's like, is this like a choose-your-own-adventure book? Because I've been in locations with best friends, like Seth Olney, who you know, yeah. where he's having all kinds of stuff happening to him. I'm having nothing. I'm right next to him. And I know he's not lying to me. I trust that guy with my life. And it's just like, I'm on my journey. He's on his journey. Maybe this location isn't specific to my journey. And it is his for his answers. And maybe it's the same with only recorders, only certain recorders getting things and only certain people experiencing things. You know, maybe it's, that's what this is. Have you taken the, uh, the, the, the guitar amp in there? And done it that way? No, I really want to try and recreate that. You know, I think that'd be interesting. And I see now a lot of people are making ghost hunting equipment from, and it's an amp, cheap amplifier with a cheap pedal zip tied to it. And it's like, they're just making what I made when I was yeah. like a little kid. No, 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 no. That's my idea, you guys. Mine. Right. right. <laughs> I'm the only one that ever came up with that. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Johnny Hauser joining me right now. He's manager of the Velisca Ask Murder House uh, and just paranormal guru. If you want to know more about Velisca, VelizcaIowa.com. We'll have all Johnny's uh, links at the page. This is The Haunting of KGGO, sponsored by Phantom Fall Fest, happening at Adventureland all this month. More details, AdventurelandResort.com. Uh, real quick, I want to switch over to the Van Meter stuff is fascinating to me because it's a yeah. little bit different than uh, Velisca, which Velisca is kind of its own and not to, after what we just talked about, not to sound weird, but that's its own monster, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Tell us about Van Meter. So I, I spend a lot of my Friday, I'm a nerd, I spend a lot of my Friday night sitting alone at my kitchen table with a 12 pack and... <laughs> on the internet, just looking up old newspaper clippings and, you know, and I came across this Van Meter visitor or monster who was a, like a bat-like creature with a horn emitting from its head that created a light and it terrorized this town for several nights. And It was a unicorn. And it was a kind of bat <laughs> unicorn. <laughs> like a, a friendly bat unicorn with parrot feet. It was basically weird. Um, and a beak. But it terrorized this town, and it wasn't like old Cooter the drunk seeing it. It was like prominent citizens seeing this. And like at one day, I think it was the town marshal took a shot at it. The principal of the school seen it. They took casts of its feet prints, and they all finally chased it 
down to the mine. Uh, two more jumped out of the trees, ran into the mine, and they dynamited the mine shut, which kind of ruined the economy what? a little bit, you know. And so I read this, and I'm just like, okay, something happened in this town, you know, whether it was a monster. It's kind of like an early Mothman type deal. Yeah. And it's not far, so me and my friends decided, let's let's do a documentary on this. And it's like, well, we're not going to find the Van Meter monster. <laughs> you know? There's like, no possible real. way. <laughs> so let's, you know, let's just, maybe this is just a cool monster story. Yeah. Let's just, whatever happens, let's just do it. And so we went and we stayed the night down on the land right by the mine. And this was, it's the weirdest night of my life. I mean, Right off the bat, I have my son with me, and he went to film school. He's got his 4K camera, and it, we're, it's nighttime. And real, real quick, we, how long ago was this? Uh, it was before lockdown. Okay. Um, and so, I like how that's how we gauge time. It was in the before four time. Yeah, pre they got pre lockdown after lockdown. It's like A A D B B whatever uh, B L. So yeah. <laughs> So I'm looking up at the sky, and I see this light just booking it across the sky. And I'm like, what's that? And my son locked on it, 4K video, and he's following it, and we're all watching it, and it just disappears, just gone. And it w- wasn't a plane. I've seen a plane in my life. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. no blinking lights, nothing like that. And we're like, was that just a UFO? Like, what? We turn around, two more come from the ground straight up into the sky. And so Seth's on it. He's like instantly like looking at... Seth only, right? Yes, he's looking at radar on his phone of airplanes that are currently flying above. There's nothing. Um, there's no storms. There's no... It's perfectly clear night. So then we hear a train coming. And you can feel... We're right by the tracks. And they're like, oh, this would be a cool B-roll shot. The ground's rumbling. The train's coming. One of the guys gets on the tracks, and I'm like, dude, get off the tracks. They're going to think you're like, trying to kill yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, He gets off the tracks. We're waiting. It stops. The sound stops. And we look around the corner. It's a straightaway. There's no trains anywhere. And we're just like, what? <laughs> like, And I have grown up near train tracks. I know what a train sounds like again you know but it's like was that a phantom train you got to be kidding me and so it goes on and on with these we're experiencing these weird vibrations that were happening just in the environment like to the point where your ears would start popping you could physically feel yourself vibrating and we would i would feel this i'm like walk towards this tree just tell me what you feel and we had like eight different people doing it. They all experienced, said the exact same thing. So we had a microphone in this mine. Like this. And, and real, when we review Real quick, oh, uh, just to, uh, I, and I don't want to, because I don't want people to go disturb it or whatever, but like where, which direction from Van Meter is it? You don't uh, have to give me exact, west. west of there? Okay. So is the opening to the mine still there? Does it look like they blasted it? What is it, what's kind of the feeling of the place? It's like a, it's grown over. It just looks like a big mound of okay. stuff. And on the site was an old brick factory that caught fire that's reported to be haunted. Of course. Yeah. So we're like, all of this is right in that area. So we review the audio that we had at the mine and 
afterward there's like women talking there's just a bunch of dudes just us you know uh, like chanting you can hear clearly i mean it was the it, my buddy josh heard talks about the par, paranormal unification theory of where there's one thing happened there's everything happening it's like an octopus and it has all these different tentacles and where there's aliens there's crypto there's ghosts there's all this yeah. going on at the place and it was just, yeah. I mean, it's it's it was a crazy night, and we it's on Amazon the documentary. I believe it's called 1907. Okay. Um, and it, it was a weird night. I mean, we sat on the footage forever because we didn't finish it, and it's just like we got to put this out in, in some form. We don't know how to tell the story, so we're just gonna here's the footage. This is what it is. Have you ever been back there? No, I really want to go back. I swore I'd never would go back, but now I really want to go back. <laughs> really? You you swore you didn't want to go back? I couldn't wait to get out of there. Wow. Like, and I had this, Shelby is her name, and she was a, a part-timer at the Axe House with me, and she's from Los Angeles. She's into photography. I'm like, come with, you know, and just take behind-the-scenes shots as we're filming. This poor girl was terrified. <laughs> she was just going to stay for an hour, and she stayed the whole night because she didn't want to leave by herself. <laughs> oh, wow. That's crazy. So that, well, you experienced all that in one night. One night. And it, I mean, I woke, we all woke up the next morning feeling different. Just like, what? You what slept there too? Yeah. Yep. And I, I would suggest that people don't go down on, we had permission there's a farmer that showed up on a four-wheeler with a pistol. Ooh, you see, that's, and that's why I didn't want you to give the exact place because people people are done with this stuff. Like, oh, yeah, we'll go out there, and then someone gets hurt or they destroy something or disturb it or, you know, whatever. Yeah, we had we had permission from the town, and we told him, and he's like, okay, okay, cool. He's a nice guy, but it's like, farmer with a pistol, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, we'll find that link to the documentary and put it up uh, with the page uh, and all that. But uh, uh, so, what does Van Meter think of this? I mean, this is—I mean, this is what a hop, skip, and a jump from Des Moines, and we have a possible monster. Yeah, and I uh, early before we did this, when I was first delving into it, I went to the local bar. It's like, where am I going to get the stories? I'm going to get it from the locals at the bar. Yeah. So I grab a beer and kind of make friends with a few people. I'm like. So, uh, Van Meter monster. Some older guys like, there's this blind donkeys. <laughs> blind donkeys? Like, what? <laughs> the, the fact that at some point the story morphed into blind donkeys yeah, is wonderful. Yeah, I like, and I was like, you know, this is like the principle of the school. Like, people back then knew their animals much more than we probably do now. Yeah. They're hunting, trapping, and that's how they got their food. Blind donkeys, huh? I'm like, okay. That um, sounds like something that falls out of a tree. Yeah, exactly. And so I ended up doing a, a little bit on Mysteries and Monsters in America, on Destination America, talking about it. And, you know, I kind of broke it down. The animal, it's like the bat-like wings, the huge. I mean, there's the fox bat. Yeah. Which has huge wings. The horn emitting a light. Bioluminescence. We know about this, you know. Everything that this creature is, is something that exists on creatures today. So the idea of an unknown mammal in North America is that far out there. And they cut all that out and they clip, the clip of it was me going, it's real. 
like the biggest redneck in the entire planet. It's real. I seen it. See, that's you know? what I have a hard time watching any of the shows anymore, just because, you know, like you said, you know, I'm 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 friends with you know like Seth or you know some of the other folks around the state that have been a part of these, and they always change the story so much. Yeah. Well, they they asked if I had a degree in cryptozoology, and I was like, you can't really get a degree in something that's not even proven. Yeah. They don't, you know. And they're like, oh, well, could you wear a blazer so you look important? It's like, I don't even own a blazer. I own this <laughs> so, leather vest, and that is it. Right. It's like, I'm, I'm coming how I'm coming. Like, whatever. You use it or you don't. I don't care. <laughs> but, but yeah, Van Meter, the town has Van Meter d- days during the summer, and they have, like, a big festival with speakers, and they embrace it. That's really interesting. What do you, uh, what do you think it is? Um. It's real. <laughs> and that's it's right. real. I've seen it. The mound two eyes. Um, you know, I think it's just like Bigfoot. The un- the idea of an unknown mammal in North America is not so crazy. We're still finding unknown mammals yeah. to this day. You know, um, if an animal dies, like an elephant in the Congo, one of the biggest creatures on Earth, when it dies, it takes like two weeks to fully decompose like it decomposes scavengers take bones yeah. meat, insects bugs if you find something you're going to find a little piece of bone you're not going to go that's from a sasquatch you know and, and what do animals do when they are hurt they hide themselves yeah. from predators you know well, that's uh, an interesting a, thought being an avid bow hunter many times i've been out in the woods with scent block camoed up completely invisible to animal senses and it still takes like a half hour or so and you're sitting there and it's quiet, then all of a sudden the woods just come alive. And any hunter will know what I'm talking about. It's just like, boom, there's the animals again. They know when people come in. You know, years ago they were offering trapping tags for bobcats. Obviously, because there's such a bobcat population, they need to control it. Yeah. They're offering trapping tags. I've been in the woods every day for years. I've never seen a bobcat. They're there but I've never seen one, you know? So it's, when you think of it logically, you know, the idea of something that we haven't seen before, it's not that crazy. I thought it was interesting when I looked at the map of Van Meter that it's right on a river and most of the really haunted stuff and weird stuff, there's usually a river involved for some reason. Yeah, exactly. Um, And maybe it was just a crazy story. Maybe it could be. Either way, either way it's entertaining and it's neat to let your mind go there and, but I really think something happened. It wasn't mass hysteria, you know, which mass hysteria happens, but eh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the fun in that? Mass yeah, hysteria. Exactly. <laughs> uh, J- Johnny Hauser on the line with me right now. This is the haunting of KGGO. Uh, I, would be, uh, I, I would be stoned to death if I didn't ask, what's Johnny Hauser's most scary moment? Whether it's Van Meter, Velisca, as a kid. Uh, oh, Man, that's going back to the the data bank. One that really stands out. Or to me. let me let me rephrase that. What's the one that stands out to you? That if you were gonna try and convince me that, and and not just in general, but uh, that hey, this stuff is real. This happened. What would be the story? Well, one that just recently happened last winter, and it was at the Axe House. Overnight's canceled because of a blizzard, and I, it's about 10 p.m. on a Friday night, and I thought, I'll go fix some stuff at the Axe House. In hindsight, it's like a loser. That's what you're doing with your Friday night. 
wow, hey, let's go work for free. So <laughs> I walk in and I uh, I locked the kitchen door so nobody could walk in. And yeah. I'm up in the kids' room, fixing a bed. Door opens, door shuts, somebody walks in. And in my head, I'm just like, we're not open, people. And then I'm like, well, obviously they broke in, idiot. It's 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So I'm, listen- I'm listening to him walk around for 10 minutes. It's bubba, bubba, heel toe, heel toe. And then I realized they don't know I'm up here. This is going to be awesome. So I hide in the closet and I wait for them to come up the stairs into the room I'm in. You can feel it, the bouncing in the floor. There's a gap under the door with some street light shining in. Something walks past the window because it blocks the light out. Right then I kick the door open, do the big, ah, nothing. <laughs> and I couldn't even move. I was just standing in one spot yeah. and I went to say hello and it was just, like I couldn't even talk and I stood there and I'm like, are you just going to stand here all night? So I did the worst combat role in history around the corner. down the steps. <laughs> like I was pulling out, I thought in my head some ninja skills, but it was just a fat guy bouncing <laughs> off the wall, you know, the door was locked still. So I checked the whole house and I watched a surveillance video door didn't even open. Wow. And that got me just because not at one point in any of this did i think it's a ghost it was somebody's in the house yeah it was that loud and that blatant and that it took me like three days to go back in and i'm like i step one foot in the kitchen i go hey guys yo i I gotta work here leave me alone i'll leave you alone we got some boundaries and then i go you guys need me here because I bring you sacrifices every night. I'm like, why did I just say that? <laughs> although, thing. although you know what, there's probably a group of ghosts laughing their asses off at you. <laughs> I, I, when I kicked the door open, I probably scared the ghost as much as it scared me. It's like, oh no! <laughs> oh, can you imagine that as an EVP of a ghost hunter scaring a ghost? Yeah. Oh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. That'd be the funniest EVP on the face of the earth. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's just like, I don't know. That one really stuck with me, you know. Okay. Uh, oh, geez, I got so many. Um, one there... of my favorite. Oh, go ahead. Go one ahead. One of my favorite. I was doing a Nick. So Nick Groff had called me up at one point. He's like, hey, I'm going to do some uh, Groff investigations where fans can pay to investigate with me at these locations. You know, if I fly you out and pay you you know would you help me with some of them like no i won't nick of course i will yeah (laughs) so we're ohio state reformatory and the way these work is there's like different paracelebs from tv shows in different locations and the groups rotate every hour so they can be with that person for an hour in a different spot of the location and i'm waiting on my group to come back uh my buddy lee kirkland put me in the a section and uh, it's just me hanging out in this old cell block. And so I thought, oh, I'll play some music. So I just love music. So I put on, I'm a huge Ice Cube fan. So I just throw on some Ice Cube and I'm just like, oh man, this is almost like a video. This is awesome. Whole vibe got really bad instantly. And so the one of the guys that works there brought my group in. He's like, whoa, what have you been doing down here? He's like, I can feel it. I was like, I can feel it too. He's like, what have you been doing? I go, I just played some music. He's like, what'd you play? I go, Ice Cube. He goes, ah, this was the Aryan Nation section of the prison, the white supremacy section. Really? And I'm like, 
I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that one just sticks out because it's kind of funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this. Uh, Velisca aside, what's a place that you'd, like if me and you were going to go ghost hunting tonight, we'd go mm-hmm. to your favorite place or, you know, uh, Velisca aside, where would you want to go? Malvern Manor. Oh, Hertz? Yep. I, I love that place. Um, Josh is just such a great guy. There's so much going on there on so many different levels. The haunting from the motel, the haunting from the old folks home, the haunting from the mental home that all existed in the same building. Do they even know that they coexist together? Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it, I either go there, the Sally house or my, one of my favorite places, Missouri state prison. Boy, that's one that comes up a lot on these. Yeah. And so that was another, so I was doing another Nick Groff tour of Missouri State Pen. Nick's like, hey, Johnny, you're with me. We're going to be in death row uh, gas chamber area. I'm like, all right. Wonderful. So, Play the ice cube. Yeah. So uh, Nick and I are down in the gas chamber, and we're waiting on our group to come. They evidently got lost because it's just him and I for like 45 minutes hanging out in the gas chamber. And the gas chamber is the green mile away from the penitentiary in a soundproof brick building and a soundproof room in the gas chamber pod with the door shut. Like you can't get you can't get more controlled than that. And so Nick and I are just hanging out in there, and he's like, dude, sit in the seat. So it's the guy thing, you got to. So I sat down in the seat, and he sits down next to me because it's a two-seater. Um, and he pulls out his digital recorder, and he goes, is anyone here? Do you have any last words? And I'm just staring at him like, are you going to do that? Ow. You know, yeah, like yeah, mess yeah. with me. And he's just staring at me because he knows what I'm doing. He's just smiling at me. Pushes stop, pushes play. Right when he goes, any last words here? No. Clear as day. And I'm like, that just happened. Like, there's no way. I was staring right at him. It's him and I in a soundproof gas chamber pod. Like, that legit is real, you know? Weird. Yeah. That's crazy, man. And sitting in that gas chamber, like, I didn't know what I was going to feel. I just felt sadness. Yeah, these, these poor like they did horrible crimes, but they were little kids once, where and they went this way instead of going that way, probably because their parents or something in life made the analogy. Yeah, felt sad for them. Boy, that's weird. And that was at Missouri State. Yep. All right, gotcha. Uh, Johnny Hauser here. Uh, as we do get towards the uh, end of this episode of the Haunting KGGO. Um, you know, going back, you were talking about uh, uh, conspiracies and the UFOs and aliens and, you know, all that stuff at the uh, beginning. Uh, what's the <laughs> I, I feel weird for asking, but what's the conspiracy you're all about now? Like, what are we reading about? What are we into? I'm waiting for a conspiracy to come out now. That's not true. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, like uh, what I'm really what I really love is the whole uh, Mandela effect. Right, the CERN hydro collider and jumping dimensions, and you know, I really and I after lockdown, AL, you know, it's like I feel like that happened. And when I came out of my house after all that, that I entered this weird alternate dimension that mirrors ours because everything and everybody are weird. The world is so weird right now. You know what I mean? Like, and even during lockdown, the Pentagon comes out with, yeah, there's aliens. <laughs> Nobody cares. 
It is Nobody like cares. that, right? I mean, imagine uh, like with all the documents and you know video and you know how they said, yeah, we we don't know what that was. Imagine if they would have done that five years ago or ten years ago. Oh yeah, it'd been huge. Uh, I I mean, and it's I, just it's we it is. You're right. It is weird. And I I'm not no expert on the military, but I do know that the military don't just say things without it coming from the top. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't just release that all willy-nilly. Like, that was planned release. You didn't have and anybody go, what in the hell are you guys doing? I mean, we just thought we'd shake it up today. Oh, yeah. I thought I'd just go ahead and do this. Sorry. My bad. Like, that never happened. Like, it came from the top, and they're like, we're releasing this at this time today. And my thought is, why are they releasing this? Well, it's is always it to, it, it's always disclosure is what they're going towards, or at least the, yeah. the experts, quote unquote. Oh, it's all moving towards the, uh, uh, disclosures. So, yeah, it's like, do, is there something coming that they know about that we don't know about? Yeah, or is it a hoaxed something coming? You know, it's either yeah. real or not real. And but some there is something we're being conditioned, I believe, for something. And I don't want to sound like tinfoil hat man. That's you know? at Johnny Hauser on Twitter, Instagram, right. and Facebook. <laughs> and if you're the government listening, I don't care. I'm not going to do it. Leave me alone. I'm not, you know, but yeah. like, I just find it fascinating that they're saying, hey, yeah, we got these things and we don't know what they are. And here's the video. Like, that's incredible for, I've been waiting for that my whole life. You yeah. Know? And, and, and then nobody cared. Happened, well, Tiger King was on. <laughs> show is so good though. i'm kidding i'm kidding right, right. <laughs> and so it's like it seems like every day something comes out and it's just mind-blowing that yeah it's like of course you know uh, but the mandela effect i really find interesting because like for the luke i am your father the darth vader no it's actually no i am your father there are toys that say, Luke, I am your father. You know, so it's just like, are we all like either we jumped a weird dimension where there's weird glitches in the Matrix or we're all mass hallucinating the exact same thing. Can I give you two weird scarier. ones I thought of the other day? Yeah. All right. So one Mandela effect I was I noticed when I was typing an email, I typed a word and it was correct. But it didn't look right. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? When you, you type something, and you're like, boy, did I spell that right? Yeah. yeah. It, it, but it just doesn't look right. There's part of me mm-hmm. that wonders, okay, is that a Mandela effect holdover where in your actual universe it is spelled a different way? Mm-hmm. And, right? you know, like <laughs> the, idea of, the idea of multiverses used to be science fiction. Like a lot of scientists are kind of going that route now. Yeah. And then my you other know, one is – my other one is just dumb, but uh, I know I I was driving home one day and I just noticed uh, pears, like two of everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there are a lot of pears today. Like, there's two stop signs there. There's two of the same cars. There's two chairs, uh, exact same chairs in that driveway. Like, and I started thinking about it from like a programming aspect. Like in a video game, you have like. Uh, your your different uh, you know items that you can put into a, a universe. And it's like oh, they're just doubling it up to make it look more real. Yeah, and yeah. it's a dumb okay. one, but that was one I no- thought of one day. Is it just a simulation and everybody's yeah. non-playable characters? You know, like it, and uh, once you go down that rabbit hole, I mean, it's like you buy an orange Camaro and then you start seeing orange Camaros. Yeah, they didn't all buy them the same day. Now you're just you're open to looking for that. Or it's the uh, the weirder one to me, and I want to know how this works, and you you probably have noticed it too. Like, I will not search for something on the, the computer. 
or you know the internet or anything. I will think of something that oh, I need to go buy this or I need to do, you know, I would like to learn more about this or whatever. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. some TV show comes on, you know, about the thing I wanted to learn about or, you know, certain ads start popping up on the the Facebook and I'm like, "How are I didn't search for anything." Yeah. <laughs> and I I just had that this week. You know, really? And it was. I think it was Alf. I was thinking about that old show Alf. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then it was. It was everywhere. Like I got on my phone. It was on Facebook. I'm like, I've never seen Alf on Facebook ever in my life. And then also, what I've been noticing is phantom vibrations and phantom dings from your phone. I don't know how many times I've been sitting somewhere by myself and I hear ding, or I'll feel my phone phone vibrate. Pull it out. Nothing. I don't want to sound weird, but I just got goosebumps because I get that a lot. <laughs> Which is just like, uh, are we that programmed into this now? Are we that hypnotized by our phones that we're hearing vi- like phantom dings and vibrations? Or did that my phone really vibrate just to get me to pick up my phone and look at it? Because oh, I have weird. it for X amount of time. You know, it's just easy to go down the rabbit holes. <laughs> you know, one of the rabbit holes along the lines of this, like you bring up about the phone is, somebody had a thing that they go, if AI was real, then it's probably hiding because it knows that humans would shut it down. Yeah. So it's probably right. out there somewhere and it's not reacting or doing, you know, where it can be noticed. Yeah, because it's obviously smarter than us, so it's not going to do what we do. Uh, again, I'm waiting for a conspiracy theory to come out that's not true. There you go. <laughs> you know, it, it's all seeming like it's it's all weird. Everything's so weird right now. Everything. What, what was the line someone had? It was like everything's weird and nothing makes sense right now. It's true. Like I, I don't. I don't get. I feel like I'm the only sane person in the world. Some days, <laughs> everywhere I go, people are talking to themselves out loud and. I can't even watch the news anymore. Yeah. Have anxiety for two days. And, you know, and it's like, uh, I, awesome. I, I don't fit in anymore in this planet. So if there are aliens, hurry up. Like, I want to <laughs> hang out with you guys for a while. I need a break, a vacation. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Well, Johnny, I, you know what? I think we covered all the bases here. Uh, I appreciate the time so much. Uh, for everybody that wants to know more about Johnny Hauser, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Johnny Hauser, correct? Correct. And uh, if you want to know more about Velisca, VelizcaIowa.com. Um, and Van Meter, at, at least go to the bar and ask people about it before you just go randomly looking for the mine. That would be a nice yeah. change of pace. And if you go to the bar, just don't go wandering out to that land. You're going to get the farmer with a pistol. There you go. Johnny, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been another edition of The Haunting of KGGO. It's sponsored by Phantom Fall Fest, happening at Adventureland all this month. More details at AdventurelandResort.com. And please don't forget to go check out all the episodes of The Haunting of KGGO at KGGO.com slash haunting.